cars slimmed down for the Spanish sun. Lewis protest piercings and panties. Then we just rambled on. Welcome to the Late Night Race Review. The 16th of May. Thanks for joining us here on the Late Night Race Review. I'm Dave Jericho and with me as always is Owen Scott. Also joining us this week to add some Portuguese flair to the cast is Mr. Isidro Gonçalves. On this week's episode, we'll take a look at what upgrades teams are bringing to the Spanish Grand Prix, uh, what these upgrades mean for the race in the season ahead. We'll discuss the underwear and jewellery debate going on currently. Is it as ridiculous as it sounds? And also we'll round up some of the latest news stories of the past week. As always, you can support the cast by hitting those like and follow buttons on social media or share the podcast with your friends and family. Now, with all that out of the way, let's get on with the show. Right, lads. Before we get stuck into the upgrade packages for Barcelona, let's talk a little bit about another type of package. The underwear and jewellery debate has been uh, has been raging for a few weeks now. But, uh, Dave, just sum up what's been happening and uh, whether or not we'll be seeing Lewis Hamilton in a lovely French maid's outfit anytime soon. Well... <laughs> We, we've already seen him in things that look like a French maid's outfit anyway on a race weekend. So I, I, I don't think it would be a stretch too far regardless of this rule. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. It, it was funny though, seeing Sebastian Vettel with his underwear on the outside of his race suit. I, I, yeah. Yeah, I have to say that that cheered me up at the Miami race. Um, so yeah, so the, the, the issue this with this is that the FIA have a rule in place that is to, obviously you have, you can't wear, sort of cotton underwear, your, your standard boxer's briefs, and you can't keep jewellery in. Um, this, is, this has always been the case, and it's the case in most race series out there. Um, so there's no big deal there. Uh, then, obviously, Lewis Hamilton has his nose rings and, and bits and pieces, so he sort of took exception to it and didn't want to, to remove them. Fair enough, I get it, because it hadn't been enforced up until that point. Sebastian Vettel obviously jumped on the gravy chain and threw his boxers on over his race suit just, to, just for the crack. He's just trolling, but isn't he? He's just trolling. Like, but there's a genuine reason to it. Like, I mean, you have to understand that if there is an accident and he has to go... So let's take the, the piercings, for example, because that's the one that Lewis Hamilton complains about currently. Yeah. Like, if there's an accident and he has to be rushed... For, forget about... Because like, a lot of the pundits are talking about, oh if they have to remove the helmet and it catches your nose and they injure you and stuff like that. I don't think that's the issue at all. The issue I think is that if he has to go for an emergency MRI, like, I mean, anyone that's gone for an MRI knows that you have to remove all piercings and any metal that's in your body or, you know, any implants and things like that, that can be removed, have to be removed. Yeah. So I think that's the issue. It's more for emergency medical procedures. Um, that, that that's why he has to, that, that they should be removed. So, he's um i think maybe being a little bit unreasonable and thinking it's maybe more of a personal attack on him i think um and has it been why hasn't it been enforced up until this point i do you know i reckon what's happened is no again of course I haven't a clue because I have no inside track on this. But what I would imagine is, as because it hasn't been enforced up until this point, I would assume what's happened is, because it's not that long since Liberty Media took over Formula One. So I would imagine that the FIA and, and, and Formula One as, as a whole unit have probably had some sort of legal team doing an audit that has looked for to see where there's exposure in the rules that are there at the moment. 
Like there's no other reason for enforcing this. Like yeah. someone didn't just wake up one morning, kind of go, oh, you know what? I'm going to fuck with Lewis Hamilton and just tell him he has to remove all the jewelry. Like that <laughs> never happened. That didn't happen. Like someone, yeah. I guarantee you, some some legal guy has just reviewed everything and kind of gone, uh, you do realize this isn't being enforced. And if someone gets injured, if someone's car goes on fire and their boxers melt to their testicles, then you're liable because you didn't enforce the rule during scrutiny. So I, I'd imagine it's something to do with a, a legal team have, have reviewed what exposure is there for Formula One and the FIA. Um, and um, this is just, what, what do you think, Isidro? Should, should you think it should be up to the driver to maybe sign, maybe sign a waiver or something like that to say, okay, if if you if I wear I I want to wear the piercings, and if I sign this waiver, that's my um, that's it's my right to to wear whatever I want while I'm driving. It should be between the driver and the team and the FIA, but this this is more or less the same as uh, in football that the players cannot cannot uh, wear jewelry and stuff like that just because there is contact and you can injury someone else mm. now of course in formal one you are protected by your car but same way that the halo was introduced for safety and people always complained oh it's ugly you mm. can't see straight but then there was the crash and everyone realized oh that guy would have uh, can't remember the name but would basically lost his head literally if yeah. the halo was not in place so sadly it may take a serious accident to the drivers realize well yeah it's hard to take the to take the rings and uh, anything the, the, underwear. <laughs> <laughs> the, the underwear if, thing, if it makes you safe yeah the, is the underwear but, thing just something that they tacked on because they were concerned about the jewelry do you think or is that legitimate um, Sorry, do you know, I have to jump in there just before that question gets answered, just when Isidro said it takes a, like it'll take a serious accident. <laughs> if there is a serious accident, I don't know, I think I would see the lighter side of it if someone were, was wearing a pair of cotton underwear <laughs> and they ended up melting to their testicles. <laughs> and, then, and then they could turn around and go, I told you it would take a serious accident. Lewis <laughs> <laughs> will be regretting not taking out the old Prince Albert piercing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Sorry, Scotty. What was your question? Um, I don't remember what my question was. But do, do you think there there's like a, a massive overcorrection in place currently because of say last week, last not to say last week's last year's events um, throughout throughout the year um, by the FIA? Do you think they're they're trying to just overcorrect now and and, and regulate everything within uh, Formula One? Do you know? I wonder if that's that. Do you know that? I mean, I'm speculating about a legal review. I mean, that may have been. Uh, a, a, an early sort of precursor to what happened, you know, that they may have looked at what happened last season and sort of went, you know what, we have to do an overhaul of the rules and regulations mm. um, based on, you know, Michael Massey's sort of um, sort of erratic kind of decision-making and stuff throughout the season. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that, that's very possible. Like, yeah, it could, it could, that, that's, uh, that sort of rule could have sort of cropped up during that sort of uh, review stage and maybe that at that stage they decided to um, to to come down a little bit more uh, kind of hard on it. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, Isidro? Uh, I think the we're going to see what will happen in the in the Monaco Grand Prix 
if Hamilton will remove or not. So basically to be a standoff between FIA and Lewis Hamilton. Mm. And we'll see who wins. Yeah. Yeah, that's his EA because he's been given what two he's been two, given two, two races. Two races. Yeah. Yeah. I so it, it will be interesting to see who, who wins, the Federation or Lewis Hamilton. And I imagine most pilots will support his colleague. Yeah. I don't think and I think uh, Lewis will stand firm. Like I don't mm. think he'll remove it. Because uh, if he backs down now, I think he he loses a bit of face if he backs down and removes the jewelry. Because he's been he's been adamant that it's ridiculous. Yeah, and, yeah. and he's like, I'm fighting for this. I don't know why he's decided this is the hill he's going to die on, but <laughs> so be it. <laughs> you made your bed, Lewis. Um, so I I think if he, yeah, I, I don't know. I think the FIA will back down. I I just don't think they'll ban him for a race or until he removes it. But then who will take the FIA series if they back down here, then the next one they'll... Yeah. I, so does, any, does anyone we'll take them seriously after last season anyway <laughs> at the moment? <laughs> but I, I don't think Lewis has the same... Um, obviously, he's a he's a massive superstar, but I don't think he he's in the same position as he was negotiation-wise uh, uh, this time last year um, with Charles oh, he and... he would be. I, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, no, but... which the yeah, way Charles and Max are coming through, and Lewis has kind of fallen off a little bit. I think the FAI could see well, we can we can survive without this guy. I know he brings in a lot of money. No, no, but... you're, you're looking at it from the um, from sort of the yeah up and coming drivers and stuff like that. But you have to look at how much he's loved in America, which is the current market they're only just pre- pushing into at the moment. Yeah, for they do not want Lewis on their bad side because he is currently the poster boy out in America for Formula One. And they love him, even though he's in an absolute naff car. They yeah. absolutely love him. So I know the fact that they're, well, they still have to go to Austin, but I, I don't know. I don't think they'll want to, 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 to kind of rock that boat, I don't think. Hmm. Well, they, they certainly didn't at the end of last season. They were, they were bending over backwards to, um, they weren't going to overturn the, the, <laughs> the decision, but they, they did, Massey getting fired was ultimately to do with probably the pressure from, from Lewis and Mercedes. Yeah, probably. I mean, there's, uh, I mean, if they hadn't pushed so hard, I don't think, I mean, I think there still would have been a review. I mean, I think the public Mm. opinion would have probably forced that anyway, but I don't think he would have necessarily got fired, but uh, yeah, I think Mercedes really jumped on him fast. Yeah, yeah, and it's like it's not the only rule change that we've seen at the moment. The Max Verstappen um, restart, uh, safety car restart rule was brought in as well. FAA are are, are looking to to overhaul things. Um, so that I don't agree with. I, I thought no? the uh, oh well, the Max Verstappen restart. You don't agree with that rule? I, I love. Yeah, I, like I yeah. love the the fact that he like like. I, 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 look, I suppose I get it. I get where it's come from, but I enjoyed seeing a car like obviously as close to being up alongside the, the, the car in front for the restart. It just made it so exciting, but I understand that it's meant that the car in front was losing its sort of, um, you know, it, its position on track a little bit, um, because of it, but. I just thought it was really it was it was made for nice aggressive racing, uh, really exciting restarts. Um, now I know they can still I, I think they can still be sort of um, half car length alongside the car in front anyway. So I mean it's not mm. it's it's not the end of the world, but still. Um, 
Well, look, we we wait with uh, with bated breath on um, on the uh, the underwear debate. Um, maybe Fernando Alonso <laughs> in a, a mankini or something next. Um, but uh, yeah, let, let's uh, let's move away from that. Uh, we'll get on to the we, we talked at the start there about uh, upgrade packages coming into Barcelona. Um, the obvious place to start, I think, is is probably Ferrari and the the buzz that uh, Charles Leclerc um, caused. And kind of, there was a post race interview when he was asked about the upgrades coming into Barcelona, and he gave a, a, a wry little smile. So, um, what's uh, what are we expecting from Ferrari coming into Barcelona, Dave? I think he gave that wry little smile a little bit too prematurely considering <laughs> what Red Bull possibly have coming this this weekend as well. Yeah, but yeah. they, yeah, I mean, look, they're, they're, we know their they're, they're issues. I mean, you've got drag, you've got porpoising, and you've got heavy on the tire wear, overweight. Um, so, so, I mean, the same issues, I suppose, that are applying to a lot of, a lot of teams out there. So, I mean, they're looking to chop down three to five kilos, between three and five kilos for, for this weekend, um, which I thought was a lot until I saw what Red Bull are aiming to chop down for this weekend. But we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but they're, yeah, so they're, they're, and again, I suppose we have to spec, we have to, to say that this is just the information we have at the moment based off kind of current kind of journalist sources and stuff like that. Like there's no guarantee that these is what's going to turn up on the cars come, come Barcelona. But what is being sort of touted for Ferrari is a change to the side pods, um, a, a new low drag side pod design. Mm-hmm. How dramatic that will be compared to the side pods they have at the moment, we won't know, I suppose, until, until we get to Barcelona. Um, the floor and the rear suspension, I think that that's something that I think will definitely be coming because that's going to affect the porpoising. Um, so... The, also, the, the paint as well. They were talking about changing the paint, uh, whether they're going to do that for Barcelona or not, but they're talking about sort of like 700 grams or something like that, I think they're going to save on the paint by right. just changing the color to a slightly different color. I know it sounds ridiculous, but I mean, you're talking nearly <laughs> a kilo. They're going to shave off the paint and still keep the car red, unlike Williams, who have got a sticker on it that says Williams at this moment <laughs> in time. Um, so... So I mean, they're talking about the the weekend's upgrades could 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 net them about a three tenths a lap, um, which I think if if that 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 three tenths a lap is going to be great if their upgrades manage to make them a little bit easier on the comp- soft compound tires or the softer the medium and soft compound tires, yeah. Because there's no point in having those three tenths of a second and five, six laps into the race, your tires are going off and you've got Max Verstappen casually cruising up behind you. So, um, or sailing past you, one or the other. Yeah. So, but it's going to be interesting. I think they've, they, they, and they've tested it as well. I mean, they had the, the filming day in Monza, yeah. Yeah. which they were allowed to test their aero upgrades. Um, well, or all their upgrades, should I say, they were, they were able to test. So um, no, they have to use a Pirelli testing tire. They can't use a race set. Um, so it sort of, um, it sort of distorts the data a little bit, but it's still going to be enough to see, you know, they'll still get an understanding of the porpoising and the drag and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'll be interested to see. Yeah. Do you think, um, Isidro, do you think that, that maybe the, the upgrades can bring them that much closer or even uh, ahead of Red Bull? They seem to be neck and neck at the moment. Yeah, the, the upgrades will definitely 
make the race will make the race more interesting. Although, saying that, you never know if you, if the upgrades you think you are making the car faster or better, hmm. and you realize that uh, halfway the race something breaks or the upgrades don't do what you are expecting, and then suddenly you are fighting to be in the top 10 rather than fighting to be in the podium. Mm. So, but that's a risk that all teams are taking since they're all making the upgrades for this, for this weekend. It's true. It's a fine balance between fixing the porpoising or making it absolutely horrific. It's yeah. the, like, there's no, uh, there's no middle ground at the moment. And this is the first uh, circuit that uh, they are, it's a circuit they, they know it will be a sunny weekend instead of the Imola that was raining. So they have the perfect track to make these experiments. And also, and also they had like in Barcelona, like we had Barcelona during the, the preseason testing. So they knew sort of before any of the upgrades, sort of before going into the season, that they have an idea of the data going around this track where the cars were in preseason. And we'll have data now to compare it against the progression that they have, um, sort of this time around. It'll be interesting. So it'll be interesting to see the progression of what teams have made a pro- progress from from Barcelona. Can you tell me about uh, Red Bull then, Dave? They're they're looking to finally get that that weight down to what was it seventy seven or seven hundred ninety eight kilograms is the target. Yeah, this is where I was saying I was excited about Ferrari's upgrades and why Leclerc's little Roy smile might have been a bit premature. Mm-hmm. Um, they reckon they're going to have seven kilos of weight cut by Barcelona. Well, they've taken like, the driver out of the car. They, <laughs> or, or they've chopped off his hand or something like that. <laughs> like seven kilos is obscene. Uh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, they've gone through probably a lot of the components, things like, you know, heat exchangers and radiators and stuff like that in the power unit uh, to redesign them. Uh, and I think they did something with the, um, I think it was like the hub carriers or something like that, I think as well, um, for all for, for, for um, sort of weight reduction. Um, haven't heard anything about paint and stuff like that. I mean, every team is tackling paint um, because obviously there's, uh, there's, you know, could be, half kilo to close to a kilo of weight to be gained there mm-hmm. um so um, i haven't heard anything from that but yeah aero wise though i think you know they're bringing something to the the edge of the floor um i don't think they're going to do too much with the floor of the car because they've brought in that um oh i can't even think of the name of it it's it's referred to as the skate underneath the, the floor of the car which is for for stability in the floor and stop the floor flexing as much you like you know the way we have there's the stays at the moment that come from the side pods to the to the edge of the floor on the outside yeah so all teams have that but red bull have added what's called they call it a skate underneath sort of close to as far as i know it's close to where that stay is but sort of maybe about eight inches in from the edge of the from the edge of the, the floor um, to add even more strength to it, to stop it flexing. So, which in turn is obviously going to reduce their porpoising and stuff like that, because they don't have much porpoising and they didn't have much porpoising in, uh, in Miami. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so they reckon that is possibly what's uh, helping them. So I'd say a lot of teams maybe might've already seen that from Miami. So I, I think if, if Ferrari are bringing upgrades to their floor, they may experiment with that, or they may have already experimented with that in Monza. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So the, 
Red Bull, yeah, coming with massive weight cut this weekend. So if if they're talking about three to five kilos and the upgrades that Ferrari are bringing is worth three tenths, and Red Bull are talking about seven kilos, I mean, you know, we could we, we could end up with just Red Bull leapfrogging Ferrari already before they've even gone out on track if they're the numbers that they're talking about. Yeah, yeah. The updates on the car have, have served them well over the last few races, haven't they? Um, yeah. Actually, and they also said that these won't be the biggest upgrades coming this season. Right. So um, I think there will be um, I think there will be upgrades in Silverstone, but I think there's going to be some other upgrades before that as well. Yeah. Possibly. And that w- when you look at Mercedes, keep in mind, Red Bull and Mercedes were locked in that intense battle last year all the way through the season. So they, the theory was that Ferrari were, were concentrating on their car for 2022 and that Red mm. Bull and Mercedes were kind of taking their eyes off that for a little while to concentrate on the title race. So to see how well Red Bull have developed that car while still being able to compete and win the Drivers' Championship last year is absolutely incredible, I think. Yeah, but that's where um, Bernardo is coming out and saying that he's questioning mm. the spends of the budget yeah, cap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yes, reckons yes. there's a loop. They, they found a loophole in the budget cap. Um by sort of off offloading development and stuff like that to other sort of sister companies or whatever, um, to to not eat it into the budget cap. Yeah. So there is going to be upgrades for Mercedes now coming into into Barcelona as well, though, isn't there, Dave? Uh, do you know there's a funny thing with Mercedes? They've uh, the 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 sort of the talk is at the moment that they've possibly burned through their budget cap. What? Um, apparently that's from a few sources as well. Like, um, now I, I, I'm just calling, you know, just calling out what I've seen. Like, so I, how true that is, I don't know, but I've seen it from a couple of sources. So I haven't just, you know, I wouldn't say that it was just from one source, but I've seen it from multiple sources that they've possibly eaten into their budget cap. Um, which the, like the, the, the title of some of the articles I I saw was that basically that, and I don't believe this now, but the, the title of the articles was that basically Mercedes possibly won't have any upgrades coming post or any major upgrades coming post Spain um, because of eating into the budget cap. That that budget cap has probably been spent on physio for George Russell trying to keep his <laughs> bloody head on his shoulders. <laughs> yeah, probably. Poor, poor fella's like a bobblehead going around the place. Um, but yeah, so any other um, major upgrades coming for for as we look through the through the pack? Is there any other teams that are are coming out with with big upgrades coming into Barcelona? I mean, there's a lot of talk at the moment about cars coming with big upgrades, and Alfa Romeo are kind of kind of saying that they're going to have some big upgrades coming in Barcelona as well, hmm. but there's no information as to what those upgrades are. Yeah. Um, similar to one of the ones I'm I'm more excited about, and Again, I'm probably getting excited for nothing. Is Aston Martin, right? Because they they basically were saying that it's going to be almost you know pretty much a new car now, not for necessarily for Barcelona, but in the coming races, um, the amount of upgrades they're doing, um, and they're talking about the change in the side pods as well, from the wide side pods to now. I don't know whether we're going to go to or they're going to go with. Your famous no pods or yeah, hide pods, pods or whatever you call <laughs> hide pods, yeah. yeah. Um, but they're talking about yeah, dramatic, uh, dramatic upgrades to the Aston Martin, but only Lance Stroll will have those upgrades on 
what on on the weekend uh like I, I I can't understand why you wouldn't give the upgrades to a, a four-time world champion. Yeah, well, over... you know exactly why it's going to. Lance yeah, well, Stroll. I'm not. Gonna, I didn't want to start going into that type of conversation, but yeah, <laughs> Daddy, I know exactly why. <laughs> Daddy, I want the new things. <laughs> it's uh, well, like I, I, yeah, that's probably right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I, I would imagine, though, they're only bringing it for one car this weekend. I, I'd imagine it's to do with the budget cap as well. I'd imagine right. they're thinking, you know, if it's not going to work as expected, there's no point in developing components for two cars to o- only to throw them in the bin afterwards. You know, yeah. it's uh, so they might as well just do it on one car, see how well it performs compared to the to the A spec. Um, but yeah, I I wouldn't have given it to Stroll. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I mean, I know he had that that crash in Australia, but and as I know Seb was away for the first two races, but I mean, they haven't been too far off each other in terms of performances. No, in fairness, he's 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 getting better. I just think maybe last season I yeah. I don't know. I think maybe I'm just I have a gripe because his dad owns the team or something or he's a partial owner of the team. Um I I, I don't know. I just it's like um it was like when Mazepin was at Haas yeah. Do you know, now I have to say, okay, Stroll's not as bad. I mean, I think he deserves to be in Formula One. I think he, he, he's, he's doing a decent job racing. Yeah. But, uh, you know, just when your dad controls the money, I think there's always that. <laughs> it just hangs over you um, that there's going to be that, um, you know, you wouldn't be there only for dad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, so we do, um, we do a little bit of a, a news roundup, Dave. Um, yeah. There was, a, there was a few things this week. There was uh, Vettel on the on the BBC, and um, we could have a little, maybe a little bit of a discussion on, on, on where he will be beyond this season. What do you think? You know, it's funny that, that that follows on from Vettel and why Lance Stroll got the the upgrades and not Vettel. Yeah, you often wonder whether his heart's still in it. Like yeah. he he was uh, he was. Yeah, he just doesn't seem the same driver, does he? And and he seems fairly um, all in on this climate change and and you know any sort of activism type stuff that he can get his hands on. Um, so yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if he stepped away at the end of this season. But I mean, if he wants to get a message out, what better place to do it with, with a global platform like Formula One? Yeah, it's going to team up with the uh, Greta Thunberg. With who? Team up with the Greta. Oh, Greta Thunberg. Thunberg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, maybe they'll stick her in the car and. Yeah. Right, like... <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 hard to know. It's hard to see where where he'll go. I I think we're we're still waiting to see uh, that performance and and bar the Mick Schumacher rocket um, at the last race. We were starting to see a little bit of of the Sebastian Vettel uh, coming out. Uh, I think a lot depends on the performances over the next few weeks. Um, as yeah, to look, maybe his maybe his perform. Yeah, maybe his heart just isn't in it because he's got a car that maybe is, you know, is is hard to drive. I mean, you can kind of see that almost. You saw that a little bit from Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, like at the start, like he just he was deflated or something. He just wasn't the same driver, and you could tell he's driving an absolute pig on ice of a car. Like it's not, it's horrific. So 
maybe when this, you know, if these upgrades work, um, I mean, he won't get them till Monaco, which is probably a terrible place to be oh. testing his to get upgrades for the first time. Ouch. But um, yeah, uh, I I see. Uh, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. But I, I, he was very well spoken on the BBC. I thought he was great. Um, I thought he got asked, some of the questions he was asked were a bit unfair in terms of like, you know, he was asked, was he a hypocrite? Cause you know, he's yeah. doing all this climate change stuff and he's stepping out of, uh, you know, out of a formula one car. And you're kind of thinking, well, formula one has a, has a goal of what 2030 to be um, sort of um, have a zero, um, uh, a zero footprint, carbon. What, what, carbon footprint. Thank you. I couldn't, <laughs> uh, I couldn't think of what I was talking about. Um, so and like they're constantly going with synthetic fuels and and all this type of stuff. So, um, like I think Formula One as a motorsport, it's probably the cleanest that you could be in at the moment. Now I know there's the the planes and stuff that and the boats and all that that have to carry the circus in the background, but um, it's definitely uh, at the cutting edge. You know, at, at the you know innovating sort of more green and sustainable racing. So I think. Yeah, I think it was an unfair question he was throwing. And, and he kind of made him think about, you know, and then he started saying about he questions it himself sometimes. And I was like, why would you like, you know, it's mm. you're in a sport that's really trying to innovate uh, for that very reason. Like, yeah. um, but anyway, yeah. maybe he's so, looking to move to the Formula E, Toto Electric. So yeah. no Do emissions. You know yeah, I don't know. That's a possibility, I'd say. He could do. Or that, um, was it Extremi? Isn't it Extremi? Where Nico Rosberg and Lewis Hamilton have their teams. Uh, I think, Mc... no, McLaren are going into Formula E, not the, the Extremi. Um, that Extremi racing is uh, is actually really good. Have you, have you seen it? It's um, It almost looks like the, they almost look like the Paris-Dakar kind of, you know, in the deserts, um, yeah, all McLaren... electric. V. McLaren do have a team in that. Do they? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I've, I, I look. I haven't watched any live races and stuff like that, but it just looks lethal because they're like they are yeah. going fast, and you can't see a thing. It's just clouds of. Like if you're unlucky to be back in like third or fourth, I think there's only like four or five cars out on on uh, the race at any given time. But if you're unlucky to be at the back, all you see is sand in front of you. I have no idea how they drive. Anyway, that's we're. we're I'm getting sidetracked here. <laughs> Maybe he will end up in Formula E to bring it back. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of Cedro? Yeah, Formula E for for Vettel in his future. Do you think? Well, if he's saying that he's thinking about the climate change and how Formula One cars is bad for the environment, then Formula E is the move that he should make by the end of the season. Although, to be fair, the the Formula One car racing every couple of weekends is not that bad for the environment. It's yeah. more the logistics than the bringing the stuff around, which is the same thing with Formula E. I mean, just because the cars don't emit emissions, the stuff and logistics still go around the globe by ship or plane. So it's more or less the same carbon footprint. Yeah. Yeah. Not like they're using electric planes to, to bring the electric yeah. cars around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or sailing. Or say, yeah. In Greta Thunberg's yacht. <laughs> <laughs> or, or driving the electric cars to those little stations outside the centra and then topping them up. Um, <laughs> little but, Tesla uh, fast charge. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So you, you said about M McLaren there. Colton Herta um, getting a test drive in McLaren, Dave. What do you think? Is, is this a something that, that F1 should be looking at? Maybe drivers outside of the, the F Series, F2, F3, and maybe looking towards IndyCar? It's strange. And I wonder what changed that 
Like, I mean, years ago, even last year or a year before, maybe you'd never have heard anybody looking towards IndyCar for mm. a Formula One driver. And it's no offense to IndyCar drivers. I mean, they're obviously excellent drivers, but Formula One just never looked to them. I mean, they always saw it that if you were to come up to Formula One, you want to be racing from a karting age almost in, in Europe. Um, but yeah, something seems to there's be, I, and I don't know whether it's the uptick in, in um, popularity in America, the you know, American owners, all that type of stuff that's, you know, sort of prompted a, a push to get an American driver on the grid. Um, but I, yeah, I don't see why not. I mean, like I said, people have to remember, like a lot of people think when they think of IndyCar, they think of almost like just an oval track, like, a, you know, like the NASCAR, like the Indy 500 or something like that. Um, but I mean, they have circuits on their calendar that would be s- similar to like a Formula One circuit, you know, um, you know, sort of multiple turns, multiple, you know, different sort of complexes and high speed and low speed or high speed, um, high downforce and low downforce turns and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, so why not? But as to what's changed, that's, um, you know, bringing more drivers over. I, I mm-hmm. think it's probably just um, the fact of the American owners, but more power to it. If it works, get, give them a test. If they're good enough, stick them in a car. Why not? Yeah. Well, we had the, um, not the, not at the, uh, sorry, what's the, the gaming series, the EA. Oh, the eSports. eSports, yeah. So we there was a yeah. driver there who went across into, is it Formula 3 or Formula 2 this season? Uh, I would imagine Formula 3, but it's, he's in the Red Bull Academy, isn't he? Oh, I don't know he? his name, or any, I think he's in the Red yeah, Bull no. Academy, but uh, yeah, I haven't a clue of his name or how he's getting on or anything like that. And I know the guy you're talking about, and I did mean to kind of see how he was getting on because I was curious how someone was going to go transition from esports to an actual you know racing you know single seater racing yeah. um so um yeah I, I i have no insight on that at the moment but i'd love to know if anyone knows <laughs> himself and george russell hitting up the old physio for uh some neck treatments obviously <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um and then we'll just we'll round everything up there you had, um nick defreeze confirmed for an fp1 drive uh for williams coming up this this weekend yeah See you, Latifi. Oh, what do you think, Isidro? What, what do you think of Isidro? Or not Isidro? What do you think of Isidro? What do you think of um, Latifi um, this season? We've been harping on about him. Uh, what's your What's your take? Uh, it's still. It's been only what four, five, uh, five races, and but, and Williams is not the best car at the moment, mm. but. Uh, it's still too early. I mean, it's it's a bad car and it's just starting, yeah. but uh, things don't look promising so far. No, let's no. see if the upgrades help him. I don't know if there's anything that can help Latifi. <laughs> Speaking of crashes <laughs> and cars crashing, did you see the Leclerc um, crash in Monaco, Dave? Yeah, Nicky Lauda's classic car in a, in a wall thankfully you only damaged the, the rear wing but uh still that's embarrassing for for uh, leclerc but maybe he's got the crash his monaco crash out of the way now before he actually gets the monaco <laughs> yeah yeah hopefully hopefully yeah i wonder if there's a difference i mean he's a good pilot but i imagine there'll be a difference between driving a almost electronic car like the 2022 formula one and the 1970 Formula One car from Niki yeah. Lauda, where most of the skills would fall on the pilot, while yeah. more recently, 
the car you have it, it's not like the car doesn't drive itself but mm. there's a lot of uh, help from the electronics to help yeah. the pilot to drive it the now in fairness to charles leclerc i'll give him credit apparently that accident happened because the brakes there was a brake failure mm. um and that's why he uh, he crashed out so it may not have been driver error. It may have just been a car failure. So I, I'll give him that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what, what sort of damage do you think is, is caused that in terms of, of money? Or is, is it just one of those things where you just don't want to to, to hurt that car at all? But it's, I think it's one of those things that like it's a, it's the, it looked like it was just the rear wing. Um, now, you know, all the mounting brackets and stuff like that that come with that and all, you know, whether the brackets then are attached to the chassis or bent because of it or whatever. Mm. But st it's one of those things that looks like you look at it and kind of go, I shouldn't be too much to repair. And then someone throws out a number of like 200 grand and you're like, <laughs> you yeah. keep it. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's that you take your car to the garage and like, yeah, yeah, no, this will be a small thing. And they come back and it's like, oh, no, we replaced your clutch. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Actually, uh, off top, um, off, uh, we we didn't actually have this on uh, as as a topic for today, but I just want to bring something up because when Isidro mentioned there about drivers um, driving the, the sort of the modern Formula One car with all the driver aids and stuff like that, mm -hmm. I saw there from uh, for the twenty twenty six season um, that they are talking about. Um, let me think of what the basically sensors. Uh, what did what do they call it? Um, like sort of like crash avoidance sensors or something like that. I'm trying to think of what the what the what the the words were that was used. Um, but basically, if you the idea is to try and prevent a crash in the race. It like what? I, oh yeah, yeah. I, like I I was reading this and. and it, it, like it, it's a a legitimate source now. This isn't just coming from like you know the the the, the Irish Sun. <laughs> it's, it, so they're talking about that if um, so the sensors in the car that basically if if a car in front sort of breaks maybe sooner than normal, like what you would have in a like a Tesla or something like that, the, the autonomous driving, but that there would be crash avoidance systems in place. Right there, there uh, now. I can't even I can't even begin to think that it would even be remotely ready for 2026. But there's going to be regulation changes for 2030. So um, maybe you know maybe maybe it'd be trialed or something at some point along the lines, and with the goal of bringing it in in the 2030 regulation changes. But um, yeah, I know that's a long way away. But just I saw it, and that just that type of talk, whether it's whether it comes to fruition or not that kind of talk really worries me about the future of formula one when there's even that sort of conversation of crash avoidance and sensors and you know taking that out of the driver's hands that is absolutely bonkers we're not far I, off it being skeletrics now at this stage hmm. if that comes through although it's quite different between do have the sensors in a tesla and having the sensors in the Formula One car going 300 kilometers per hour and mm. thinking, oh, this guy's going to crash. Let's slow down or brake while the guy knows. I mean, if the pilots can turn off, that would be helpful. Otherwise, I mean, they always centimeters, mm. nose yeah. by nose or wheel by wheel. So yeah. what's the computer going to think? Oh, he's going to crash now? No, no. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
And I mean, like Formula One, I'm, now, I'm not saying that Formula One drivers are going to be anywhere close to the reaction times of actual processing power and, and software. But the reaction times, like when you talk about their reaction times off the grid, you're talking like fractions of a second to, yeah. to engage off the, off, the, off the grid. Like, and like Zidro was saying there, like how close they drive, th that they are together at, at the speeds they are. Even if, like, theoretically, a car in front at, at 300 kilometers an hour, the car in front just for some reason locks up, you know, there's, there's a brake failure and the, and the brakes just suddenly lock up. At 300 kilometers an hour with about, I don't know. If, if we let's be let's be fair and say five feet between the two cars, right? And I'd say in t at times with DRS it could be even closer. So I'd say five feet or so, six feet. Like even with software computers taking over that decision, what in God? How, <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? How do you think that car is going to slow down enough not to rear end? The car in front at three hundred kilometers an hour, like it's just yeah. not happening. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't agree. I don't think that it should be taken out of the driver's hands like that. No, it's um, it's it's uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? It's um, castrating F1 a little bit. Sorry, I just I saw it there uh, yesterday, and I just thought I'd mention it. Sorry, I wish I didn't yeah, now because yeah. it left a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, FIA needs to find uh, a good balance between the driving skills from the pilot and the amount of technology to prevent uh, crash uh, crashes or fatal fatal accidents. Yeah, but the fatal. But I understand that for. I mean, that's why we have the increase in weight and stuff like that this year. Um, I can, so I can understand, um, you know, the, the improvements in crash structures and stuff like that, impact structures and stuff, but so I can understand the mechanical safety elements being brought in, but I just don't agree maybe necessarily with software or any, anything where you have software sort of making any sort of decisions, be it from a safety standpoint or not. I, I don't know. I, I think it needs to be they need to retain the the mechanical and the like you say the, the driver making those de decisions as much as possible i think yeah agreed agreed that's it for this week's episode uh we will return on monday the 23rd for the spanish grand prix review hopefully it's a good one as always if you want to get in touch with your own questions comments or corrections send them on to feedback at late night or anywhere you find us on social media until next week 